0: Nostalgic blackmailers.
1: Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW.
0: One of us is a 9021 expert, and the other is a 9021 novice.
1: I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time.
0: What a coincidence, because I'm Nick Gunning, and I have, in fact, seen all of them.
1: We should do a podcast.
0: Oh my gosh, Kendra, would you?
1: Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include Previously on X Men, This and Dorian Life, and 90s Music Got Me Like. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. Please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Kendra, you're such a pro, because every week I shuffle the order in which you say the other podcasts. You never stumble on it, and you never seem to notice.
1: Is that true?
0: It is true. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now it's going to be all you'll see. Next yeah. time you'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, today we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 7, Episode 9, Loser Take All.
1: I think it's plural. Losers take all. Is it? I think it is. Oh.
0: Cause the because the other way is just winner take all it's not winners take all
1: right yeah hmm let's see I I wrote on my notes losers take all so
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now all right it's happening can you hear all that clicking I do <gasps> you are incorrect Kendra it is <gasps> loser take all what yeah all right yep
1: who's the loser you decide <laughs> Let's tune in to CUTV.
0: This year, you can replay each day at 5 right here on your very own news network, CUTV.
1: This episode first aired on November 13th, 1996. Oh, yeah. Birthdays. November 14th, Mason Gooding, best known for his starring role in the series Love, Victor, was born. I have not seen Love, Victor or read Love...
0: Is that from Simon and the Homo Sapien Agenda? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Love, Simon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Uh, November eighteenth, Noah Ringer, Aang, in the live-action movie *Avatar: The Last Airbender* was born. Oh. oh. <laughs> I apparently liked this movie when we first saw it. I have since changed my my tune yeah. about it. Well, I, I, I remember... just thought that all the bending looked good. Yeah. Was the thing.
0: My sister-in-law was like so hardcore into this cartoon. She was like, "You have to watch it." And so we watched it, and it was great. And so we went to see the movie all excited and woo.
1: Yeah, I think maybe the problem was I was not, like, a diehard fan of the show, so... It yeah. Wasn't well, yeah. to me.
0: That could do it. Well, this was featured on Three Nice Things. I was not on that episode, and I don't think you were either. No. But you can go listen to that in the Radio Meanwhile archives. Uh it was also, I don't know if you've ever you've done riff tracks, right? Like Mystery Science oh, Theatre yes. riff tracks. Of There's course. a classic riff tracks of this movie that is just hilarious. <laughs> because half the time they say avatar and half the time they say avatar, avatar. in this movie. Oh the my gosh. Avatar. Terrible movie. But happy birthday, Noah Ringer. <laughs> Welcome to the world.
1: Movies, November 15th The English Patient With Ralph Fiennes and Juliette Binoche Is that how you say her name?
0: Sure, I've never seen that, have you?
1: (laughs) I didn't make it all the way through it I was excited to watch it Uh, I remember watching it in college And um, I was like This is the most boring thing I've ever watched, ever (laughs) I might like it more now
0: (laughs) Um, I watched uh, Ghosted last night with uh, chris evans and anna de armas and yeah. I, I think you'd have a I think you'd have a good time it starts like a hallmark movie and just gets like weirder and wackier as time goes by a lot of fun cameos it's a, it was a good time excellent yeah
1: uh next the mirror has two faces with barbara oh. streisand and jeff bridges
0: and pierce brosnan he makes never a play for barbara streisand oh really never yeah jeff bridges is like a uh i think he's like a college professor and he, you know, meets Barbara Streisand, and he's like, "Well, why don't we just, we'll just get married to be companions? There's no romance happening here." And then you guess what happens?
1: <laughs> and Space Jam with Michael Jordan, and of course Bugs Bunny.
0: Yeah, um, I have come around to the realization that it is not an enjoyable movie.
1: Uh, you're crazy.
0: I, yeah, we recently watched the uh, Teen Titans Go versus space jam where they watch it mystery science theater style and just revisiting it i was like oh this is uh this is a pretty rough uh, rough set and i never saw the new one did you see the new space jam legacy yes
1: i that was one of our first movies like back in the theater wow like, we were away it wasn't the very first one still but we were just like any movie let it please let us sit in a theater wow and watch a movie. okay all uh, right it sir. is mostly very bad but there are a couple parts that really made me laugh. So. Okay. All right. um, but the original, I watched it basically on repeat. We were watching Space Jam. We loved that yeah. movie.
0: Yeah. It
1: <laughs> TV, November 15th, Dallas, Jr. Returns, <laughs> a made-for-TV follow-up to the long-running series Dallas, aired on CBS.
0: Okay. I've watched a handful of episodes of Dallas.
1: What I know from Dallas uh, is...
0: The Office. The Office, yeah. yeah. No, that's Dallas. I do. Right? That's...
1: I do know there's like a a twist in Dallas that everyone was like super mad when it happened. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. There was a, there was a character who died in like a year later. He just showed up in the shower, and it was like it was all but a dream. It was dream. all a
1: dream. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's bold. It is. November 17th, the Emmy-winning CBS miniseries, Titanic, starring Peter Gallagher, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and George C. Scott Eric. Oh,
0: you love George C. Scott.
1: I love him in A Christmas Carol.
0: Yeah. He's and Firestarter, probably. He's
1: pretty scary in Firestarter.
0: Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> He's a real menace, for sure. I don't think it was this, but I remember there was a Titanic miniseries that came out around this time. But I'm pretty sure it was based on, like, a Danielle Steele novel or something i may be completing multiple things but there was a titanic miniseries that i was so invested in so invested in but i don't remember (laughs) catherine zeta jones being there so must be a different one
1: do you know what spoilers do you know what happens in titanic
0: Do the titanic
1: yeah
0: they make it right they make it to shore yeah
1: everybody makes it it's all fine
0: that's good that's good
1: Music, November 18th, Now That's What I Call Music, 35, was released in the UK.
0: Kendra, you were just talking about <laughs> No That's What I Call Music, number one.
1: We were. We talked about the first US, Now That's What I yeah. Call Music, um, yeah. for our 100th episode over on 90s Music Got Me Like.
0: Wow. Wow. So check
1: that out.
0: Yeah. Is there going to be a 101st episode? There will be. Yay. We
1: picked the song and everything. So. Perfect. Can't wait. <laughs> November 19th, Emancipation, a triple Ooh. CD album from Prince, was released.
0: Okay. I was just listening to Raspberry Beret earlier today. We
1: were just listening to Raspberry Beret there like you go. yesterday.
0: There you go. It's not on this album, but it's a great song. Love that
1: song. The Bare Naked Ladies released their first live album, Rock Spectacle.
0: That's true. You know, and I we can't not mention the fact that Jason Priestley used his nine oh two and oh stardom to get bare naked ladies noticed. This, of is this is a fact. this is a fact.
1: We've talked about it on this podcast, we've talked about it on my nineties music podcast.
0: We gotta keep talking about it.
1: Yes. I love I love Bare Naked Ladies. I'm a the fan of Yeah, yeah I,
0: I get it. <laughs> I get it, Kendra.
1: Video games, November fifteenth, Tomb Raider was released for the Sega Saturn, followed by versions. For DOS and PS1, and the world was never the same.
0: That's true. It always cracks me up how you say DOS instead of DOS because you're I don't young. know how you're it's- but a young, a young gun. You know, I, remember- I had a, uh, yeah.
1: I had a moment like that. I was watching Parks and Rec with my cousin. She's never seen it. We're watching through it for the first time with oh. her, and they made an Ask Jeeves joke, and she. <laughs> It just went right over her Didn't head. And it. I was like, Hold on, let me explain Didn't it to it. you. I don't think you know what they were saying.
0: Yeah. Man, das. I remember this this Tomb Raider game uh so clearly. My friend Dan Manson, what's up, Dan? Uh had a PlayStation. I did not. I had a Nintendo sixty four and we would play this game at his house and I just thought it was so cool and it was so like, oh look at these graphics. You know, when you look at it now, she's but a series of triangles. <laughs> So, you know, it doesn't really hold up graphic wise, but great, great game, great series. I love me some Tomb Raider.
1: I have a true love for the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movie. Really? Okay. Yes, I love that right. movie. I remember okay. the first time I watched it and I've seen it like 10 times.
0: I do. I love that moment where she's like attacked in her house and somebody comes in and it's, in the, it's then afterwards it's like all rubble and she's like, I just woke up and decided I hated everything. <laughs> Cracks me out. It's oh,
1: Daniel Craig. Daniel, Craig's Daniel Craig's in that Craig is in the there's, second one, right? There's so much good. Just, no, yeah. he's in the first one.
0: Oh, is he? Okay, yeah, I can't he's keep
1: track.
0: I can't keep track.
1: I've only seen the second one like once.
0: So, mm. all did right. Did you see the recent one? I mean, the recent, like five, five, ten yes, years recent. I thought I it was did. pretty solid. It was I want to watch the sequel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All
1: right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code.
0: Okay, Kendra. In 2021, Daniel Cosgrove, who of course plays Matt. You know, Matt, of course, Matt, uh, in the later years, we're not going to see him. I think Matt doesn't come in until season nine. Wow. Season nine, Kendra.
1: Well, we're closer to that than you think.
0: That's true. We've we've got uh, less track behind us. No, ahead of us than you know what I mean. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) in 2021, he popped up on the Tom Selleck, Donnie Wahlberg series, Blue Bloods, and he recurred as Detective Felix Evans.
1: Ooh, that's a good detective name. It is. All right, let's take a look at our synopsis for loser. One loser takes all. The big rowing race is on. Will Steve win the race and Claire's heart? Meanwhile, David is really spending his, spreading his money around, and Donna is concerned. And speaking of money, Brandon finds out that Valerie blackmailed Kenny and gives her an ultimatum. Finally, Kelly comes clean with Mark about her unclean past. Whoa. Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills.
0: Today's episode was written by John Eisendrath, directed by Christopher Hibbler. Recurring players include Dalton James as Mark Reese, Or is it James Dalton? We'll never know.
1: We'll never know. There's no but way it to is
0: find Dal- out. It, but, it, but no, but it is Dalton James. And Matthew Lawrence as Mel Silver. So much Mel this season.
1: A lot. A lot of Mel.
0: Final appearance. Kendris is going to break your heart final appearance of joseph Gian as kenny bannerman
1: no <laughs>
0: i never thought this day would come
1: bring him back
0: final appearance of george shrouder as michael bannerman little michael little my he was just collateral damage <laughs> he was just collateral gam- damage in this game of lust yep uh dan gaudier as dick harrison this is the last time we'll see him here but he moves over to melrose place for a 17 episode run as jeff baylor
1: he had he was very good at the like Cocky, smarmy. He was.
0: He was. I've seen Melrose Place racking my brain to tell you who this character is. No memory.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: No memory. Uh, final appearance of Nicole Gian as Helen, so it's a hard out for the Gians.
1: Siblings. They are related. Have we talked about that?
0: As far as I can tell, I was not able to corroborate with a second source, Kendra, but I do believe that they're brother and sister.
1: Okay. Gotcha.
0: Yep. Other cast members, we have Ian Michael Giotti as the Stock Boy. He was also in Matt Houston, which has gotten a shout out on this show, and SEAL Team, plus The Facts of Life. Great theme song on The Facts of Life. Yes. Great theme song. I wanted to mention, too, TJ Hooker, because TJ Hooker gets a shout out in this. TJ Hooker was an Aaron Spelling cop show starring William Shatner and Heather Locklear, who at this time was starring as Amanda in Melrose Place. Wow. So there you go. Fun stuff yeah it is fun
1: all right let's get into the episode we start at the peach pit where nat's baby
0: i know that's my very first note you were just Frankie (laughs) yeah you were just saying doesn't he have a wife Frankie's back Frankie's back baby
1: and he's crying, so Nat's doing this, like, Mr. Rabbit routine to try and keep him from crying. Yes. Valerie then takes over and picks Frankie up and is like, he has a wet diaper, Nat. What the heck are you doing with your life? And so she she goes to, to take care of the diaper. Brandon wonders to Kelly, what does that baby have to cry about? He doesn't have all the stresses that mm-hmm. I have in my None life. None of them.
0: Not a single one.
1: So Kelly kelly is very like i know something you don't know
0: yeah (laughs) just
1: like waving this in front of brandon and finally is like valerie's a liar she was never pregnant she didn't have an abortion well Well, first of all you didn't even even know about any of that
0: (laughs) i know look maybe this isn't an unpopular opinion but i don't think this is cool of kelly I don't really see any reason why she has to do this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get that she would be annoyed after she like extended the olive branch and then it was like all for nothing.
0: True, but but she forced that on Valerie. Yeah. Valerie was always like, I do not want you to be a part of this. I don't want you to come. I don't want you to be there. So like Kelly inserted herself into this situation. And then even after it was all over and done, she went back and tattled. I just don't think it's cool.
1: It's probably not cool, but I get it. Yeah, okay. She's Brandon's like he's confused. He's he's like why wouldn't she tell me any of this, you know, we were living in the same house, they're like brother and sister and Kelly's like for some reason she has trouble lying to you, Brandon, mm. but like to nobody mm-hmm. else except Brandon. After the intro, uh, I wanted to mention in the little montage there were like killer whales in the in the water.
0: Oh, right? okay. That was fun. All right.
1: At Kelly Donna Claire's, Mel has come over. Not cool. (laughs) This is my second not not cool of the day. But go
0: ahead. Yeah, tell us. He's
1: come over to talk with Kelly and Donna about David. Not cool. He's worried about David and all this money, and he wants them to like keep an eye on David.
0: Yeah, I Um, don't. I don't know. I don't know. Kelly's
1: reaction. Is she's kind of like, well, I'm out. Like, he's not going to listen to me. So then it's like all on Donna, which I think is weird.
0: Yes. I wrote down. Listen, I wrote. I think he would listen to Kelly.
1: I also think he would listen to Kelly.
0: Kelly's the obvious choice. Like, no, have your weird, contentious ex-girlfriend go and police your spending. Like, what? What? Yeah. No way. Kelly's his sister, which they remember every once in a while. And today (laughs) was not one of those days.
1: Right. Well, as they're having this conversation, the phone rings,
0: Ugh. and then it Creepy. stops. <laughs> Creepy. He's being a creep.
1: But wasn't this a thing in the 90s that you would you had these signals, and you would let it ring, and that would mean certain things?
0: I, yes. I mean, yes, I suppose. But I guess to me, it just sort of felt like a stalker. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, it, like, rings and stops, and then it rings again, and she finally picks it up, and it's Mark, and he's like... One ring means I'm crazy about you, and two means that I was. W- I wish I was with you.
0: What does three mean, Kendra? I,
1: I don't know. We'll find okay. out later. Okay. The girls basically are like, we'll look out for him, but Donna is, is the one who's really going to be on this. And then after Mel leaves, the phone rings two more times. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Cool.
1: Secret little messages, I He's guess. He's
0: always watching. <laughs>
1: At the Walsh house, Steve is eating and Brandon's kind of like picking on him because he's like on crew now so he's like, you know, bulking up, oh, yeah. he's off like carbo and eating, loading. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's kind of picking on him about that. He brings up to Steve like, "Why did Valerie come to you?" and "Why did you go to Kelly?" Like, "Why did no one come to me yeah, in
0: this?" Yeah, Brandon's such a busybody in this episode. I don't get it. He's I don't get why he's so invested in
1: police in this he is. episode.
0: The thing that I just kept coming back to in this whole thing is like, this is done. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's over. over. Yeah. Why are we doing this? It's too late. Yeah.
1: Too late for, for any of that. So Steve it kind of lays out, you know, here are the inconsistencies I see. It's just not adding up. And Brandon is still skeptical. He's like, you really think she's lying? And Steve's like, Yes, it's Valerie. She's definitely mm-hmm. lying.
0: Right, right. There's I, a really <laughs> funny line in this thing where uh, where Brandon's like so you told what did you he call her Darth Taylor? What did he call her? Something. <laughs>
1: Something like that.
0: Something like that. And uh, Steve's like I just I just felt like she needed to talk to a woman and Brandon says right church wrong pew, which I thought <laughs> I, was really I wrote that really down funny. too. Really yeah. funny.
1: <laughs> uh, at the student union Kelly just like finds Valerie in line for co- she's like the cue of this episode she, she just is popping up and causing mischief yeah <laughs> so she she tells Valerie that she filled Brandon in on everything basically and Valerie's like why would you do that yeah uh, you don't know what question. I went through and it's she a says great question save your sob story for Brandon
0: it's not Brandon's business you know what I mean? Like there's no reason for Brandon to know about this if Valerie doesn't want to. Yeah. You know? I just Obviously what Valerie did was not cool, but how is this the world's business? I don't get it.
1: All right. So, last episode remember I was like they didn't even do the right. Ra- we didn't get to see the race. Well, here we go. The race we is get it. The race is still on.
0: We get to see it. In your defense, it was unclear. It was not another unclear. race had happened. So.
1: Yeah. Claire and Dick are on the shore watching the the keg rowing team, and they're like, oh, they're looking.
0: Looking okay. They're
1: looking okay.
0: Looking pretty good.
1: They've come a long way in this, like, week that they've had mm-hmm. to Whatever practice. Whatever it is, sure. Yeah. And <laughs> there's so much smack talking in this episode. The funniest <laughs> one, I think, is when Steve tells Dick to go sit on an oar. <laughs> 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 that one really made me laugh.
0: That's yeah, that's solid.
1: So yeah, a lot of bickering, and of course, we all see where it's going. They're gonna they're gonna raise the stakes. Of course, so of course. The bet they make is that losers' frat has to serve the winners' frat dinner for a week.
0: I fully thought that it was gonna be like whoever wins gets Claire. <laughs> I really thought that's where we were going. Well, hopefully
1: but... Claire wouldn't stand for such things. But no,
0: I mean she was just the source or the just the the reason for a a rivalry last season. So yeah, well, she doesn't want to be a prize.
1: Yep. Well, the prize is getting served. You got served.
0: All right. Got... <laughs> Remember? Hold on. Remember when Valerie to David was like, "Hey, you have to go sleep with my hot friend," and David was like, "Ow." How dare you how dare you i would never do such a thing never never would i take an opportunity to sleep with someone how all right
1: you? at the TV studio brandon is very distracted as tracy's trying to talk to him so then she starts saying like outlandish things mm-hmm. and he basically just like lays out like what if you hypothetically had this friend who was pregnant and then she had an abortion and then maybe she wasn't pregnant. Like he just lays it all out for her without mm-hmm. telling her who it's about. And she kind of gives her input. I don't, I didn't even write down what she says. It's
0: yeah. Much really like Brandon, I have trouble listening when Tracy talks as well. <laughs> so I don't know.
1: It uh, All you need to know from that is that she's caught wind of the situation. That, yes. Donna and David meet up after class and David is, is just like out of his mind this whole episode. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like I like to the point where I was like are we trying to say that he's high that he's like on drugs or is he just it's just that he's so happy that he has money.
0: Well, they kind of they kind of obliquely reference it later on, but I it seems to me like they're sort of setting up that maybe David has you know genetically got some of the same issues that his mother had. I think that's what we're going for.
1: Anyway, he's really loving the class that he is in, though. So Dawn is like, well, that's great. He's loving school. He's thanking me for helping him get back to school. We're going to hang out later. It's all all good. He's doing fun.
0: I would kind of like to know in an alternate universe, what would happen if people just got off of David's back, you know, and gave him like a week (laughs) to process that he has money and he lost his grandpa? Because it's like day one, Mel's like, give me the money. And day two, Mel's like, your garbage.
1: I also was, I'm just kind of confused. Like $250,000 is a heck of a lot of money. But also, didn't David grow up with money? Like, does yes. this money mean that much to him?
0: Yeah, I know. I know, I kind of like when Mel got the same inheritance, it was kinda of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean like Mel's is an this orthodontist. It's like a drop
1: in the bucket to you guys. Right. Like
0: he's an orthodontist <laughs> in Beverly Hills and a two family income, like I feel like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars is maybe not, you know. Yeah. Whatever, I don't know.
1: Brandon goes to see Kenny at his office.
0: Yeah. Well, basically- that, oh, that's it. That's what Tracy says. Tracy says, Well then ask the guy. And I'm that's like, right. the hell? What do you mean ask the guy? What are you doing?
1: Well, he does. He comes yeah. to his office and is like, just tell me everything.
0: Right. <laughs> tell right. me
1: this, you know, college student who you kind of know. I Well, I guess he and Jim are... are
0: he and Jim are our friends. Our friends.
1: Yeah. But yeah. still. Uh, but anyway, Kelly says, you know, I or sorry, Kenny says, I fell in love with the wrong girl. She told me, you know, after she told me she was pregnant, all she wanted was my money. He references fatal attraction.
0: Yeah. He says, like, she didn't have to go through it alone. Like, I was there. She just blah, blah, blah. And here's the thing, Kendra. I, like, so many times in this Kenny-Valerie plotline, I don't know what we're supposed to be taking away from this Kenny scene because it's kind of played straight. Like, Kenny yeah. was just a patsy in Valerie's game of sexual <laughs> deception. You yeah. know?
1: Yeah. I don't even, know if that's what
0: they're saying or not.
1: Well, even when Brandon is like, are you sure her pregnancy was real? His reaction is like, I don't even care. Like, I yeah. just wanted her gone. Yeah. So I, which is crazy to me. I would think yeah. if someone took $100,000 from you. I mean, I know we just said that's a drop in the bucket, but not, right. to, not to Valerie.
0: You're right, not to Valerie. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's a lot of money. So I don't know. It, he's just like, I just wanted her gone. It's, yeah. you know, whatever I- at this point.
0: I just think it's played like Kenny is being straight here. Yeah. And when Brandon takes it to Valerie later, he takes what Kenny says and he like applies it to the situation. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they're saying that Valerie was sort of the villain in this situation. Frankly, yeah. I think she deserves the money after like all the crap that Kenny well, put her I through. I mean, he
1: would 100% it. played her. I mean, he was oh, never yeah. going to leave his wife. No. So no. he is, he's definitely complicit in the whole yes. situation. Yes. So yeah, it's, Me-
0: He used her. He took advantage of her. He used the whole, like, I'm trying to help save your club. Let's go have sex. Which, by the way,
1: is still bankrupt, apparently. Still bankrupt. He didn't even do the job. Nothing he did is helping. Keep the
0: money, Valerie. Keep it.
1: (laughs) We go to the mall where David is just spending willy-nilly. He's bought a, a $200 pen, an electric toilet seat warmer. They go into another store, and he's just, like, shouting about all the money he has and really embarrassing Donna, which her acting in this scene was
0: oh oh next on level my bad. last nerve. It was awful. <laughs> I don't even know. Like I don't know if she was trying to play it for laughs or what. I think but she it was, was. It was excruciating. It was it like was a, It was
1: like a community theater play where you're trying to like reach the people in the back
0: and i just did a community theater production of sound of music kendra so i know all about that well i'm
1: sure it was better than thank
0: you thank you than tori spelling yeah it was yeah um listen again trying to illustrate that david is being crazy when he spends like a couple hundred bucks at the mall in beverly hills i'm like show me a hot tub okay (laughs) show me a lamborghini like what are we talking about he spent a couple hundred dollars you know? <laughs> on a pen. <laughs> on a pen? But so what? Who cares? You know what I mean? <laughs> did, did he buy a penthouse? No. Yeah.
1: He does mention, like, let's go to Paris. Let's go, like, let's get on a plane right now. But they don't do that. <laughs> but you're right. It's like, the why are we freaking out about He hasn't
0: done this? anything.
1: After all their spending, they then go to, um the valet to get their car and someone's yeah. like bringing out all the mini boxes that they they have and he tips the guy 20 bucks for bringing that out which donna thinks is excessive which i don't know that's right like a super is excessive it? tip uh. and then he kisses donna just kind of out of nowhere yeah and she's like what the heck what are you doing and then she just like is like, hey, your dad wanted me to be here with you, so that's why I'm here. You've got the wrong idea. Yeah. And then when they pull up Donna's car, it's got a scratch on the front bumper, Mm -hmm. and David freaks out about it, and is like, you scratched her car, and are you calling her a liar? And when Donna's like, it's not a big deal, maybe it was there before, he says, it's just like a spy to take the other side. Yeah. It's a confusing scene, I think. It is a
0: confusing scene. Because like I guess you're trying to play up that David's paranoid, but like Donna really is in cahoots with David's dad who's trying to take the money from him. So like is he being paranoid or is he just being correct? I think <laughs> right. the, yeah. I think the kiss and how strongly he reacts to the possible scratch on the car, those are those are a little manic. Those things are a little manic. Yeah. But I think like what so often happens is like a storyline that could be believable three or four episodes of seeing David like live in excess is all being shoehorned into one three-minute scene, and it's just not enough.
1: Exactly. You know? I think they just didn't... I mean, I didn't walk away being like, ah... Da- you know, we're we're gonna follow this thread of David might have some of the same issues his yeah. mom had. Like it's it's just not teed up well at all. He still
0: he still lives with a roommate and is doing great in college. Yeah, and it's like
1: he's like loving his classes. Right. <laughs> just,
0: I don't know. It didn't make a lot of sense. Like I understand what they're trying to get us to, but like we're skipping steps
1: at the student union. Claire and Steve are discussing the race, which she says she's really bored. It's like, she's really over the whole, you know, that those two trying to get in each other's face all the time. Uh, but Steve has, like, turned this corner, which, again, feels pretty pretty fast to me. I, I mean, I feel like we've kind of been leading this way. But, like, this episode, all of a sudden, he's just, like the most well-rounded, upstanding citizen.
0: I know, yeah.
1: So he's like, at first this was about you, but now it's like, it's about me and I've impressed myself by doing this oh, for yeah. a whole week.
0: Yeah, and, it's been a tough week.
1: And uh, I, it's about doing it well now. And Claire's like, oh. Yeah, maybe, well that's
0: a horse of a different color. <laughs>
1: maybe he'll be interested in an open relationship now. <laughs> at the walsh house brandon does the uh the overbearing parent thing and like waits in the dark for valerie to come home yes and confronts her about the whole thing and says tell me everything and she's like you know everything you know about the pregnancy and the abortion so that's it And he's like, well, how about the $100,000, Val? And Brandon's argument is that it's extortion and it's not right, and she needs to give back the money. Yeah. Which she does not want to do. Yeah. But he says, give back the money or find a new place to live. Yeesh. It's going to kick her out.
0: Rough stuff. Also, can he? That's my question. Does Brandon have the authority to kick her out? I mean,
1: squatter's rights at this point. Yeah, I guess that's so. <laughs> but, like, is he insinu- insinuating that she could get into, like, legal trouble?
0: Is yes, that why think... he's
1: saying she should do it?
0: Yes, I do think that's part of it. But I just feel like, again, we're not addressing the power dynamic here. Like, this is, like an older man who's a friend of her like parental figure, like really taking advantage of her and like putting her in a horrible situation. None of that is addressed at all. Brandon's never like, I'm so sorry you had to go through this. Like there's never, it's just like Valerie being Valerie. You know what I mean? It's not cool.
1: Not cool. At Mark's house, Kelly and Mark are having a nice romantic dinner where he has, he's cooked her authentic North African couscous. (laughs) Oh. I love couscous.
0: Do you? I could take yes. it or leave it. Oh, take so it or good. leave it. All right.
1: So good. Um, and they talk about how he lived in Africa in high school. Is that the story? Yeah, that something he, like that. Something yeah. like that. And he wants to talk about Kelly, but she's holding back and he's like, you know, I want you I want to know about you. Why aren't you telling me about your life?
0: For the life of me, I could not figure out what her secret was or what she was upset about. <laughs> well, it was funny no idea. Cause...
1: When she was like, all right, I'll tell you, but if you want to leave after this, it's okay. I was like, yeah. which thing is she going to say? Is she no going to say I was in a cult? Yeah. Is she going to say I had two guys propose to me? Is I, she going to say I... <laughs> I... I I was like, it could be multiple things.
0: I forgot about all of last season. When she was like, I used to have a drug problem. I was like, did she? Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> guess, yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess she did. There was a whole thing with Colin and everything. Fully forgot. Fully yeah. forgot.
1: <laughs> well, Mark doesn't even care. It's he's no. like in fact he kind of makes too light of it, I think, when he's like, Yeah, I I get that way when I walk down the ice cream aisle at the at the yeah. grocery store. It's it's yeah. rough stuff. Yeah. I'm like maybe too soon? Maybe <laughs> right. too nonchalant. A little
0: bit. Like your struggles with addiction are nothing. <laughs> I got a sweet tooth over here. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of loose cannons. We are.
1: Well, <laughs> well, Kelly is, it makes her, you know, feel happy that oh my he gosh. doesn't care Mark.
0: about her drug problem. Mark, you are a gem. You what are a diamond gem. in the rough.
1: What a gem. I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. Every yeah. every episode, I'm like, all right, I still like him. Yep. We'll see how long that lasts. At the Walsh house, Valerie's packing up. She's got boxes. She's going. She's bringing them to the door.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ugh, out. I,
1: I hate this scene. Tracy comes over. Oh,
0: barf. Barf. <laughs> and it's yes.
1: like, listen, it's none of my business, but like, I'm going to put myself in your business. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should just tell Brandon the truth. It's like, it's a pointless scene.
0: It's completely, it's completely out of line for her to be like, listen, I've known Brandon for a couple of weeks and you guys basically grew up as siblings, but let me tell you how to handle the old brand man. Just tell him the truth and he'll forgive you. And
1: it's not the first time. Like, remember when she just at the peach pit was like, Kelly, you and Brandon dated. Is yeah. What's wrong? with Like, I yeah, don't know. I it's not like cool. She, she does
0: Tracy, this. she even brings up the abortion. Yeah. You know, she like, because she sort of put it together from what Brandon was saying. It's just not cool. It's not cool at all.
1: Yeah. Well, she tells her maybe your your virtue is worth more than you think.
0: Ugh, Tracy pack it up and leave
1: well apparently it works because valerie then goes over to kenny's house and gives him back the money yeah so great yep yep and uh while they're talking, like he's very cold to her and while they're talking his son comes out and also talks to valerie so whatever yeah bye kenny
0: whatever indeed we're done one might wonder why we did that storyline at all
1: <laughs> one might
0: <laughs>
1: back at kelly donna claire's david comes over in the middle of the night in his underwear he's been swimming in the ocean
0: okay now now we're showing some signs yeah now we're showing some signs
1: <laughs> he just went swimming but he forgot a towel so he wants to borrow a towel from donna and donna tries to talk to him and says you know you're scaring me you're like going swimming at night by yourself you could die like who does that and she begs him to stay the night but he says he can't and or he won't
0: he won't and, and so he, he sha
1: <laughs> we go to the rowboat shed wherever they keep their <laughs> wherever <laughs> they keep their boats for yeah. for rowing yeah. Rowboat shed. Steve's in there just, like, caressing the boat. Yeah. And Claire comes in. She was there also just to, like, clear her head or whatever. And <laughs> Steve you has how, this whole...
0: Claire. Claire's, like, style has been all over the place since the beginning? Yeah. She comes in here and she's very, like, sort of plain and just has, like, braids and it's just, like, looking very normal. And I was like, oh, Claire's kind of, like, settled into something here. Wait till later, <laughs> though, Kendra. Wait until later.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. So Steve has this whole thing about like these boats are made of Kevlar and bulletproof vests are made of Kevlar, and what if our hearts were made of Kevlar? <laughs> Something. Oh <my> <laughs> Something like that.
0: Oh, brutal. But
1: Steve, terrible. Cla- Claire's very impressed with all his musings and his. Sure, he's so know, smart now. His his whole demeanor is just yes. so put yep. together. Yeah. He says that he's decided to stop hurting and start healing.
0: (laughs) He's going to let love lead, Kendra. He's just going to do it. He's just going to do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You pray love. (laughs) At the Walsh house, Valerie is sitting in the kitchen. And so Brandon's like, I told you to get out of
0: (laughs) here. Get the hell out of (laughs) here.
1: But she says, well, I returned the money. And he says, well, better, you know, better the club goes bankrupt than your soul
0: goes bankrupt. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> it was dark. They were standing very close together. And in that moment, I was like, I'd still be into this. Let's do it.
1: I'd still Let's go do for a, it. A, a brand veil. They're unveiled. not technically siblings. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, they're not. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. But no.
1: He asks her, were you really pregnant? And she she admits it. She says no.
0: And this is really the first clear. Like, it's been pretty obvious, but yeah. up until this point, if she would have said yes, there, it would have still made sense.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, like made it would it make have sense. Yeah, yeah. I
0: kind of thought it, she was going to be like, "Well, I thought I was," or like, "Whatever." I thought there was going to be some level of truth to it, maybe. Because I didn't remember exactly how it played out. So I was a little surprised when it was just like, "Nah."
1: <laughs>
0: and she, nope, I mean, nope. she
1: lays it out there like Kenny made me believe that he uh-huh. was in love with me and that he was going to yeah. leave his wife, she also says he reminded me of my father.
0: Yeah. And
1: when he deserted me, I just couldn't take it.
0: Yeah, but I think that speaks to the power dynamic here that's kind of missing from this discussion.
1: Right. But again, Brandon isn't really like, yeah, sucky situation. He's he's basically like, you need to check your life, he Valerie. Did. You need to get yourself <laughs> yes. together. He
0: is. Oh, yeah. Not a sympathetic ear. Uh-uh.
1: Nope, not at all. All right, the big race is upon us. And instead of more smack talking, uh, Steve just tells Dick, good luck. Yeah. And he's like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> and Steve's like, do you not know how to speak to a human? Like, yeah. I'm just saying yeah. good luck.
0: Steve's like, namaste. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Donna and Kelly are there to watch the race. And she is wondering, she, apparently she called Mel about David. And good, is, great. <laughs> and you know she's thinking like maybe that wasn't such a good idea and this is where finally they bring up his mother was manic depressive maybe david also has some yeah, of those maybe tendencies we're seeing some. yep and maybe he needs to see a doctor
0: yeah which if that's true and if that's something they've had in the plans for a while it does sort of explain some of david's behavior over the last couple of seasons
1: i depending on how they spin it for sure yeah yes yeah. the race begins and as oh my
0: you- gosh, the music <laughs> under this is so like, bum, 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 bum. it just will not stop.
1: Yeah, it's great. Claire, her her calls make no sense. If not you a were, drop of sense. If
0: you, no. If
1: you were following her for the stroke, I mean, the, everyone would be all over the place. Oh,
0: for sure. They'd be at the bottom of the ocean.
1: <laughs> Kelly and Donna make comments throughout the race about how like impressed they are with Steve, that he has been doing this and how they're really impressed with Claire also. So yeah, the race goes on for a bit and it's, it's only by a hair, but BTB wins. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Who would have thought the professional rowers pulled out a, pulled out a victory at the last minute. I know.
1: And a team that's only been doing it for a week. That's true.
0: Yeah. Couldn't beat them. Couldn't beat them.
1: Steve goes to shake hands after the race and Claire is really like, are you really gonna like call in their wager? And Steve says, A bet's a bet. You know, yep. he he can gloat. That's
0: You gotta go serve him food and yeah.
1: Yep. And then the B T B crew lovingly throw Claire in the water Aww. in celebration. But like throughout the whole thing we just see like Claire and Steve giving each other looks.
0: I don't know if it's here or later, but she says, this is the, I haven't felt proud of you in a long time. And I was like,
1: what? That might have been.
0: That's so mean.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm not sure. Whenever she says it, I was
0: like, ouch, that's a, that's a, that's hard. Yeah.
1: Yep. Get a little scene at Tracy's dorm room where Brandon thanks her for talking to Valerie. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Thanks for injecting yourself into a very sensitive topic with a complete stranger. Thank you.
1: And then they go off to get dinner together. Great.
0: Great. Here for it. No, I'm not, Kendra.
1: I'm not either. That was
0: Sarcasm.
1: At Kelly Donna Claire's the phone rings three times. And then no and then nothing. And then it rings again. And it's Mark. And he says, three rings means I'm falling in love with you. Oh. Oh boy.
0: It's happening.
1: At the Walsh House Steve is just lounging around reading because reading he's a book the, he's the bookish type now. he's
0: smart now yeah he's smart Steve
1: the doorbell rings and it's Claire
0: oh my gosh Claire who just had a deadly face off with a crimping iron and she did not survive she did not survive the assault <laughs> she's more crimp than woman <laughs> <laughs> Understand. It's not
1: it's not just that, it's crimped because you can yeah. have flat crimped hair.
0: Yeah. It's
1: crimped and it's it's like a lion's mane. It's just it's, it's huge.
0: It's insane. It <laughs> is insane. It looks like she took a bath with a toaster. She looks completely <laughs> nuts.
1: Uh so she she comes in and they're talking, and he's talking about the book that he's reading, and it like kind of parallels what he's been going whatever. through or whatever. Yeah. And the book is called Ragged Dick. And uh-huh. she says, I don't think I ever want to hear that name again. Ooh. Because she's there to get back with Steve. Ooh. And they commence the kissing. On yeah, the but she's
0: she's like, get over here and bite me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Gross. <laughs> I mean, right. the I
1: love you and I missed you from Steve, I thought was really sweet. Yeah. though The way yeah. he delivered that.
0: Yeah. And then I but got yeah. a little weird.
1: They're back together. They're back together and i'm here for it as yeah, usual. all
0: right sure all right
1: last scene is a uh-huh. bit after dark valerie yeah. is there late working on Woo! the books she because sure as we've said the the uh, club is bankrupt still so what the heck was kenny doing this yeah. whole time not,
0: not only is kenny a complete creep he's apparently bad at his job
1: I mean, they had the like big reopening and they like, no whatever. I don't know, whatever.
0: Remember so, back in the early days where it was like every other episode, it was like the Peach Pit is booming. The yeah. Peach Pit hasn't sold a burger in three years. It's <laughs> like every episode. That's what the Peach Pit after dark is <laughs> We need is to bring now. in
1: karaoke You're to right. save the Peach Pit.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: So David stopped by to see if she wanted to go to a club with him. But then he hears about her money problems and he's like, well, hey. I have money.
0: I got some money. Yeah. Why don't
1: you give me a fifty percent interest in the club? Yeah. And she's like, "Great, done. Let's
0: do it. Let's do it." it.
1: And then they kiss. Woo! And boy, do they kiss. They
0: sure do. They sure do. You know what, Kendra? I didn't hate it. I didn't hate lie, either.
1: I didn't hate them together the first time. Yeah. So. Well,
0: remember, remember, I was like, I feel like I remembered more of, of Valerie and David. I guess I'm crazy. But then when it started again, I was like, oh, yeah, because it was kind of cut short before, you know,
1: it's I mean, what they're teeing up, though, is it's like Valerie, who's like this money hungry liar. And then yeah. David, who's this manic depressive. So yeah. It's not going to go well.
0: I think I I predict happily ever after for the two of them. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't remember that. So that was a surprise for me. And I really, I did like it. I did like it. It was fun. Yeah. Okay. All right, Kendra. What is your 90210 snap?
1: I think that I will give it to,
0: oh
1: man, there were just several kisses I I guess I'll give it to that last one. I got to do the
0: same thing. I'm right there with you. I thought it was the most dramatic moment. Truly, it's one of the things this season that happened that I was like, ooh, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it's it's high up there for me in in, uh, season seven. So yeah, I agree. Verdict on the episode?
1: Uh, Not bad. I mean, the whole Brandon, Yeah, it was just very what one sided, so it not was... my favorite ending to this whole Kenny thing. But I also no, it didn't feels like, like any kind of the a... Kenny thing.
0: I didn't either. So
1: it's I mean, the problem
0: is, it just it feels like a, a rewrite. It feels yeah. like a like I can't think of the word, but you know, a retcon. That's what yeah. it feels like. It sort of feels like yeah, Valerie was the vixen who you know seduced this loving family man and then <laughs> rolled him for a hundred grand. <laughs> you know, it's like we were watching, and that's not really how it worked. But okay. Um, I was entertained by the episode. Glad to have the Kenny stuff done. Glad to have Steven Clare back. Looking forward to whatever's gonna happen with Valerie David and the Peach Pit. Uh, So yeah, I I think overall I did enjoy the episode with the caveats of like the Kenny stuff was a crazy end.
1: Yep, yep, agreed.
0: All right, well, Kendra, you know, you know the drill, but you can find me every other week on this Cendorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. Kendra, we are so close. To starting the droid series. Woo! So mark your calendars because you're making a return trip to wherever that series is set. It's not Endor, but wherever that series In is set, space. you're coming back. In space. <laughs> You'll galaxy that.
1: far, far away.
0: What about you, Kendra? What are you what are you podcasting about?
1: I am Miss 91 on Twitter, and I am also the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, which we mentioned earlier. We talk about 90s music. We just hit our hundredth episode and talked about Now that's what I call music volume one. And our next episode is about I will buy you a new life by
0: Everclear. Oh, I don't know that. Is that going to be one of those? I hear it and I know it.
1: Surely. You know, surely.
0: Looking forward to it then. little surprise. Did I say the next episode? Next time uh, it's season, season seven, episode 10 lost in Las Vegas. And I got to tell you folks, not streaming. (gasps) Be careful. (sighs) Not streaming. I know. I know. I know, and with that I bid you a 9021, here we go.